0: This week on the podcast talking about why you should not build that app. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. We have a special short podcast for you today and it is focused on you guessed it apps and specifically why you should not build one except for very very specific cases and i'll get into it my hope here is basically to just give you the data and understanding of what it really means and what it doesn't mean to build an app. So if your team is considering this, if you have a board member that is saying, you know what, my kids use apps, they love it. I don't know why board members sound like that, but in my mind they do. If you are having this voice and you are saying, you know, there's something nagging in the back of my mind, I'm also creating this podcast for you to send to them so I can be the bearer of truth and maybe in some cases bad news, but ultimately help save you from making a very costly financial mistake and in terms of your digital strategy. I want to draw back, though. I want to draw back. The iPhone comes out, blows people's minds. Steve Jobs talks about it as, you know, uh, a phone has apps, and it also has the Internet. And you just keep saying it and saying it. And the one piece that we overlooked, you know, uh, the importance of it is that web-connected device. And now it is gobbling up and becoming more and more uh, a dominant source of, of traffic. And don't believe me, your first bit of homework, go on to your web analytics and Google Analytics go into devices and look at that distribution. You know, if you are Facebook, it's 70% mobile. That's crazy. There's a reason why there was a hot scramble to to make sure they had their app game in place and their web apps in place. But you also realize as you look up this stat and you will see a number somewhere probably between 20% and 50% depending on the type of industry you're in on top of traffic you get. But here's the point. Step one, you already have an app. If your site is mobile accessible, mobile friendly, and uh, you're even ahead of the game and using accelerated mobile pages, look it up. If you're doing this, you already have a mobile app. It's called the web browser. Every phone has, and your main screen, pull it out, and look, you uh, probably, even in your, in, your, in your quick bar, your quick access, uh, have a web app. And that's where people are going and finding your current information and using it and doing whatever searches uh, they may be. By the way, look to the app to the side of that and you will see maybe a Instagram app or a Facebook app or a Twitter app. And guess what? When they go on, look through their content, they see, you guessed it, your content. If you're doing it right, you are already on several apps that people have. So think about your mobile strategy. Not just saying, hey, if we don't have an app, we're not on a phone, you're already on you are already on people's phones. But are you thinking about it like that? Are you creating content that is mobile friendly? Is accessible on websites are you paying attention to that experience or are you simply hoping that by creating an app it is like a magic bullet to saying now we're on mobile finally we got there because everyone has them like it's silly and I'm gonna continue to explain why so when you're looking at that home screen on your own phone Genuinely look at it. According to TechCrunch data in 2018, you know we use about nine apps in a given day, 30 in a given month. We're kind of picky on the apps we use. So if what you're coming up with, if what you're thinking about is not a first screen app, meaning like I opened up, and there it is, or even any screen, and there I go and go to find it, think about how often. Scroll to the right, right? Flip over a couple pages. I want you to look at some of those pages of apps and say like, you know, when was the last time I used it? And that's what's going to happen to, I'd say, 99.999% of any app you're thinking about. You are going to be a second screen or worse app, which means you're going to fall into the larger buckets of 20% of apps, literally that are used once and then deleted. That's a current stat, 20%, one in five, one and done. I looked it up and it's gone. Next, 80% of apps don't survive that month, get deleted after that 30 day trial. Because if you are not a first screen app, if you are not helping me get to where I'm going, providing a core function I need on a day to day basis, you're not going to make it. You're not going to prove utility over time so as you build it think about the use case and it it like if it doesn't meet that if it's not giving me uh, exactly that ongoing resource that i need uh, you're not going to survive as an app if you are not dependent if you're not dependent on the native functionality of a phone meaning the dynamic GPS inside of it, if you are not relying maybe on uh, a motion sensor in it, if you're not pulling in contacts, if you're not dependent in terms of the feature uh, and functionality you're providing that is dependent on uh, the native app environment or push notifications, you're just not going to make it. It doesn't make any sense because your website is already delivering that information. And if you're thinking, oh, no, it's a, it's a GPS lookup so you can finally find a location near you, that's called Google Maps. Time to feed the whales with a quick word from our sponsor, Whole Whale. Lighthouse by Whole Whale is a brand new Google Analytics add-on that lets you see what each of your email subscribers are doing on your website. Lighthouse links your email CRM with Google Analytics to connect the dots in your data. Give your supporters what they need by getting to know exactly what they're looking for. This easy and affordable tool shines light on what content, what pages, what paths, and what clicks they may have explored in the past two years. Learn more at GetLighthouse.io, that's GetLighthouse.io. And now back to our show. And by the way, your website already has a zip code lookup. You can also look at the IP address and say, hey, here's that information based on where we know. Uh, And by the way, once they look it up once and know where, you know, let's say a park is or a position is, they don't need your app anymore. So if you are a one and done type of service, you're not an app. Next, let's let's invite the conversation about well, it's so easy to build cross-platform apps now. It's not as hard as it once was. So if you were gonna talk to a app developer, right, and you're gonna talk to them and they're gonna make it sound so easy. Look, we're gonna use React or Flutter or some other cross-platform code that finally you know you create it once and you can just quickly publish it everywhere it's just not true it doesn't work that way you first off are dealing with the ios marketplace you're dealing with the android marketplace by the way two million apps plus on apple three million plus on the play store so if you think you're going to be found in there by some divine search uh, you're probably wrong if you're, not in that, uh, if you're not in that stream there, people are not just going to be browsing and saying, finally, a way to connect with my nonprofit through the App Store. It's going to be all by your own pushing and pushing and pushing of your direct link into the App Stores. But think about it. Now, come back to the development. The promise of a cross-platform says, like, oh, here's one code base. It's just not true. You at least have multiple ones to handle these different stores. And by the way, when you get a different bug or a different issue on a different uh, release of you know, the Android or iOS platforms, you then have to maintain that. You have to update and upgrade and continue to refine it. And it's costly. It's very costly. I mean, whatever price you're imagining, you know, double it because the maintenance and making sure it still works... On an ongoing basis, depending on like the varied devices that are out there, uh, there's a lot of dollars, right? So your initial cost of oh man, we can you know throw thirty thousand dollars at this thing and get it get it out there and, and then we're good. Like, no 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 no. Far more costly to keep this thing up and the ongoing maintenance contracts. So explore the true cost of keeping that app, in addition to the fact that remember. One in five are just going to use it once. 80% are going to delete it after a month. Okay, so we're moving through this rant. I'm trying to get you to see and really explore should you have it. It is a great, bright, shiny toy. Maybe I haven't talked you off of the ledge yet. Maybe you're like, no, 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 we got a grant to do this. Um, There are so many other ways to build mobile strategy. Have you considered SMS? Maybe, maybe not. That's text messaging. And so if you're other use case for your app is like, well, it has push notifications. It's right there in the person's phone and it it saves data offline so, so people can get access to it. By the way, SMS is far more prevalent across cross-device that is truly cross-platform when you look at it and so if you have an SMS strategy suddenly you can push information send pictures and do any manner of GPS lookups and have a, uh, a much broader reach for a lot less cost than building an app and that's a true mobile strategy building that in so before you get an app hey I better see an SMS strategy Beyond that, building the app, think about having a lo-fi test, maybe. Is there another app that is in the marketplace that is similar to yours, that maybe you can uh, work with, add your content, custom brand, or white label? So events are a classic one around this. It would be silly to build an event app because there are tons and tons and tons of them for managing your event. Think about also a uh, potential landing page. Say, hey, we're thinking about building an app. This is what it looks like. Click here to sign up for the beta beta release of it. And by the way, if nobody clicks on that, that is like a glimpse into your dreary future of trying to push people to go download yet another app. Uh, and if you put people in a room that love your organization, uh, it's it's going to be biased, frankly. It's going to be a biased group of folks to say, yeah, we love you. We definitely use your app. Like, that's just a lie. It's simply not true, and you can create a you know a basic test of saying like hey here is uh, a downloaded app of basically a web browser frankly uh, that points directly to our homepage and we're going to put it on your screen. How often do you go to it? And it goes to this page and it does this thing, uh, and you'll get the actual stats from that, and you can look at it. Uh, there's so many there's so many better uses of uh, of money in a technical landscape, uh, and I hope that this is beginning to get you to to be a little bit more skeptical skeptical of uh, of building it Alrighty, right i've ranted long enough and you know what i'll be honest if this helps so much as one nonprofit, one organization uh from creating an app they didn't need to or at least testing and realizing they didn't need it like uh, you know, this was, this was time well spent, and, and please share this, uh, this dialogue with, with others around you that are, again, uh, considering about going down the, the lonely road of apps. That's it. That's all I got for you. We'll have uh, links to uh, some of the data mentioned in, in here in our follow-up and recap in uh, wholewellcom slash podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. This has been using the whole whale for more resources on today's show. Please visit whole podcast and consider following us on Twitter at whole whale. And thanks for joining us.